The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It is Wednesday morning. We're going out live around the world. I do not take this thing lightly because literally I'm speaking to people all around the world. We all have a past, but we're all here. We have this moment, and I believe nobody comes here by accident. I believe we're divinely aligned to come here. We're going on a journey. We're all seeking answers to questions. We're seeking a better quality of life. I have a great title for you this morning, but before I get into that, this is on my heart. I always like to introduce something before we get into the topic. I acknowledge the girl at Starbucks this morning behind the counter, barista, when I ordered my coffee, and I said, it's a great day today. And she looked at me, she said, it's, it's Wednesday. Every day is great, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, whatever name we put on it, the focus we have, the internal focus we have at the moment will determine whatever any day is, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But the implication of that, that's, there's a destination to a weekend or a time that I'll be doing something different, skews us from being in the present. The present is always now, that will never change. It's our activity around that present. But it's our, ultimately our internal focus that will determine our external perspective. So it's really what, we're, what are we looking at on the inside that's going to manifest our day on the outside. And what I do is I always look at the blue sky, whatever color sky, even if it's gray, and I say, what if this were my last day? How would I feel then? And that internal change very often changes my whole perspective of that moment. I become aware of the moment. My mind slows down. I become more present. I can hear people more and assist people more if they need encouraging or just be more effective in my present. And we can do that in, it, in any career we're following, in any job, whether it's not even a job, even in our families. When we can really magnify or see more or have a vision that really all we have is this moment, it becomes much bigger. We become effective. We become aware of the present. But the title I have this week, I'm actually excited about presenting this title, No Reserves, No Retreats, and No Regrets. These are big words you may be asking yourselves. No reserves, no retreats, no regrets. We live in a world where we're pushed to study for degrees, to get the best qualifications to take us into the job market. But the reality is many of us become disillusioned as we go on the road. We initially thought that it would be paved with gold, but it was nothing more than a presumption, a mirage. That's because the answers to your greater purpose are not found in men, but in the one who gave you life, the one who has the keys to your master plan. 
As we go along in life, we experience many challenges in our life, sudden changes of circumstance that instead of stretching us to explore more and to push further, actually push us back, and we often retreat in those circumstances. Very often we become captives to our past because it's very often our past that dictates our confidence and our ability that we ascertain in the present. Society with its accepted norms and trappings, it causes us to stay on board with a plan that we've assumed to, that is our life, that we've set that plan and we, we've got on that default button. But we never challenge, we often never challenge this plan that we have, this plan that we've taken on from our parents or taken on from our schooling or the one culture has pushed us to follow. We never ask questions, is this really what I should be doing? Or is it God's master plan for our unique individual lives that we're following? Very often, weariness and tiredness puts us into a different course. We either stay on board with what we're doing or we go into something that is not going to push us forward, but something that we know is easy. And Galatians even tells us, let us not grow weary of doing good because in due season we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. And the key to this is, is not giving up. Reserves is when we've pushed back because a, ch a challenge has taken us away from a destination that we've been following. So very often our circumstances are stronger in that moment in time than our motivation to get to a final destination. So we mustn't be put off or disturbed or even give up because we know it's going to be challenging. But if we reserve, we're not going to fulfill the mandate in our life. The mandate in our life can only be fulfilled, even if God, God has set it for you, if we're proactive. If we're reactive to challenges and circumstances and we fall back, then very simply, the fastest racehorse in the world, if it stops running, will no longer be in the race. We very often avoid the things that are not visible to us. And instead, we strive for our own version of a life lived to the full. We're put off because we don't see things. We don't see things immediately available or things immediately happening. And very often, the sad thing is the things we avoid really are the ones that would have taken us to a greater level of living. The best life doesn't require us to do more of what we're already doing, but to be bold and do things that we haven't done before. Things we haven't done before because of our own doubts, our own fears, our own anxieties. Our mind builds these things up. Each of us have, as individuals, we have doubts about certain things, fears about certain things, and anxieties about certain things. And all those have been in separation, of course, to God. They've been taken on and interpreted through our environment, through our schooling, through our childhood, through friends, and just ask yourself this question. Think of what you might have missed by avoiding certain things due to fears, doubts, or challenges. How would your life, do you think, look today if you had been bold and not gone back, not held back when times have gone hard? You know, life is like a highway. It gives us a road. We have different choices of roads coming off of that. We have a road to many choices, but some taking us to places we don't want to go. And some would have taken you to a place that you would have given all that you had to have been there. So the choices we make in those challenges will ultimately be the results that we get. Remember, it's more effective to walk in a slow straight line than faster and faster in the same circle.
and I'll repeat this again, it's more effective to walk in a slow straight line than faster and faster in the same circle. So by repeatedly doing the same things, because we're in a holding pattern of fear, anxiety, and doubt, we really end up being, that's what it is, in a holding pattern. Just like aircraft when they're coming into a large airport, their you know, air traffic control leaves them in a, in a holding pattern. But we can very often spend our lives like that because our challenges have been interpreted as not just setbacks, but things that we can't get over. So let's take a look at what are no reserves. Let's take a, a look at an example of this. In the early 1920s, a young man by the name of William Borden had a passion to make an impact for the kingdom. He was not satisfied with a second-rate, half-hearted life. He wanted to make his one and only life count. He was all in, and he did not look at inconvenience. Instead, he put his focus on a vision that involved stretching and going for all God had planned for his life. It's very often in the uncomfortable that we get to the next level. So we need to not look at inconvenience, but we need to channel that inconvenience into moving forward and stretching. So when God called him to ministry in China, he never hesitated. His friends thought he was ridiculous to waste his life overseas. Borden was from a privileged family. He was educated at fine schools. He graduated at Yale and Princeton. But Borden understood that whatever God calls you to do, it's never a waste of time to do it. So he headed for China. His first stop was in Egypt for some training. Unfortunately, he never left Egypt because he contacted cerebral meningitis and died at the age of 25. Some of you may be asking, <clears throat> was his life a waste of time? But not at all, because he used it for great things, and I'll explain this. After his death, Borden's Bible was found and given to his mother. In it, she found in one place the words, no reserve, and a date placing the note shortly after he renounced his fortune in favor of missions. In other words, no reserves, I'm all in, I'm giving up all the talents I have been given, all the th privilege I've been given for a purpose greater than me. At a later point in the same Bible, he wrote the word no retreat, dated shortly after his father told him he would never let him work in his company again. So in other words, that was a challenge that could have forced him to retreat, but he still pushed forward. And shortly before he died in Egypt, he added the words no regrets. So his epitaph was worded like this. A man in Christ, he arose and forsook all and followed him. Kindly affection with brotherly love, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, instant in prayer, communicating to the necessity of saints, in honor preferring others. Apart from faith in Christ, there is no explanation for such a life. And that's William Borden, 1887 to 1913. You may be asking, what does this imply to you? It implies a lot to all of us because we're timeless. We, we put a date on what we are, but really in the 6,000 years, time is just moving constantly. It's just our activity around the time. We're all human. We have hearts. We have thoughts. We have minds. We have bodies. So we're all controlled and born in the same spirit. So it's timeless. Uh, the message is timeless. We all have setbacks and challenges. It's what we do with them in our time that will determine what we get, ultimately how our life will end. But what does this really mean to you? It's about dying of yourself. And what I mean about that is it's about 
minimizing minimizing our ego that we're craving to satisfy ourselves, which is a life that can never fulfill. Because it's like drinking of salt water. The more you have it, the more you need. It's using using the love you find in a higher purpose. If we use love, our own love, our own love is skewed through living, through um, anger, through interpretations, through disappointments. But if we focus on pure love, which is God, we can then use that love to help other people in their struggles. So it's about going from the worldly norms of your self-focus to a God focus and making his master plan manifest into your life. Even when it doesn't seem to make sense because it's, your master plan for you, but not your human plan. So there's two different things. The one we're trying to force and push to scale up a ladder is always one that's going to, it'll be doomed to failure in the long run because it'll leave us unfulfilled. It doesn't matter how rich or wealthy we become. I speak to many rich and wealthy people, but there's something missing. There's an anxiety because they're like a fish out of water. When you're not in your plan, it doesn't matter if you're in the mansion or in the Rolls Royce, you are out of your environment because it's not the plan that was set initially for you. We'll touch upon again, was Borden's life a waste? Not from a God perspective because he used his life and death to call thousands and thousands of young men and women to leave what they had and give their lives to reach nations with with the gospel. So God did great things through Borden, through his story that he may have never done with his life in China. So what appeared like a loss in our human terms was actually a kingdom gain. God uses all things for the good of his kingdom. All things. All things work together for good. Notice the word all, not some. And this is why his thoughts are higher and his ways are higher. So no matter where you are now, and this message will be for somebody, no matter where you are now, what season in life you're in, if it's turmoil that's forcing you to retreat, if you're beginning to question your purpose, your life, your reason for being here, there is a, a reason for the season you're in. The season is to grow you. The season is to help you manifest a higher level. God is a re- restorative God. He's a God of making new, of making great and pushing forward. We don't have enough time on the show to go through all, all of the things in, in the Bible, but he is a God of restoration, of renewal, of hope, of making good thing, things that were washed away and broken. So there is a reason for the season you're in. And as Timothy informs Paul in his word, Paul informs Timothy, the focus of adding to the self comes from the expense of contentment and godliness. It's not possible to live a life of pursuit of your own selfish gain and to to pursue God's kingdom. Both cannot run simultaneously. As one is born out of greed and a skewed love, the other one's born is, is born out of pure love. They contradict one another. With the feeding of the self, the other making the it's impossible to make the others a priority. And, and Joel says, I'll repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. When we allow God to work in our souls and we give him access, he needs to clean out what the locusts, in other words, the years that we've wasted and squandered and built up and destroyed, and the Spirit will deliver us out of those years. So in effect, it redeems years that were lost by working through our lives. So we must learn to learn to use these challenges and changes not to retreat back, but actually to step forward, to know that greater is coming and those will be replenished. 
those will be, will be replenished to work into our lives. It can improve us, and by working together, no season is without a reason, and no cloud flies through the sky without a reason. No bird is moving without a reason. There's a reason for all those things, but we need to break out of the mindset that we're stuck or we're trapped or we can't do this or we'll be not good enough because those will skew us from a higher level of living. Many of us could be sitting listening to the show and the reason why we've been depressed for so long is we've been in a, in a 2012 default mode or a 2009 default mode. When we've hit a real challenge, it could be a loss of someone loved, it could be an addiction, someone who we've said goodbye to, someone who's passed away. Those things are part of your journey, but they're not to set you back. They're not to cause you not to reach to greater levels, not to have a life that's exceedingly and abundantly above all you could imagine. They're designed to actually shape you as a sharper instrument, a sharper instrument to help people, a sharper instrument to have wisdom, because wisdom is knowledge applied, and it's about using those things. Nothing is wasted. It's all used. So we must move away from our human rationalization and really align ourselves with the spirit align ourselves with the master plan for our lives we're going to go on a break soon in the second segment i'll recap more about what no no reserves means and then we'll get take a look at no retreats no retreats is an area that would be great because that's is an area that a lot of us retreat in things that happen that are so shocking to us that create us to retreat back in life and very often we follow a totally different path than the higher path that was set for us. We follow a part of regrets. We follow a part of minimizing our lives and really a second-rate life. And I want all of us to have – the idea of doing this is to scale like the mountain is on the show page. It's about scaling to a higher level, a higher dimension. And we can only do that by changing the things we do in the present. We're going to go on to a break Thank you so much. It's, it's great being with you so far. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you in the next segment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello there. This is the second segment. I hope you had a great break. Again, I don't take it lightly. We're speaking to people all around the world, different beliefs, maybe speaking to some secular audience. Whatever that means to us, we're basically all after a better life. And the idea of the show is to scale up a mountain, not to stay the same. It's to challenge our way of thinking so we can change our way of living. So let me recap. We, we spoke in the first segment a lot about no reserves, A life of no reserve is a life lived to fulfill God's master plan for your life. Because as we said before, you come out as a seed, and in that seed, you're you're made in the spirit, in the likeness of God. So with that spirit, there is a mandate on your life. While we're breathing today, it means our purpose is not yet finished. So no reserves is no holding back or holding out. It's not God for your plan, like most of us think, but it's actually... You for God's plan. There's a big reversal of thinking. Most of us think God is a jumping genie and he'll improve our life, but it's actually us, us for his plan. Is the life that's not, that's not behind behind a spiritual mask or just pray before meals because many Christians do it. It's actually a life of no reserves means I act one way. I'm one way all the time. I'm not one way with one set of friends and one way with another. It means I'm no duplicity. I do it no matter what, because, you know, God, God did it. It's a life of no reserve does not court secret interests when no one's looking. A life of no reserve is not about pursuing a career that helps set you up financially with a 401k. It's about selling out to God's calling that sets you up for an eternal impact. We don't look at short-term gain. We're looking at the purpose of your life. You start it, but the purpose really is the completion. Just like any race, it's the completion. So when you live with no reserve, you live with a burning passion to follow hard after all God's done for you. When you follow him with no reserve, you're simply responding to all that he's done before you. As Jesus lived with no reserves. So it's about being all in. Let's look at no retreats. No retreats really is the second area. It's an area that challenges are so great, they become greater than our vision. And they force us to retreat, going into just setting back, giving up, not pursuing. So pursuing a life of no retreats for God's purpose will involve cutting. It'll avoid the breaking of habits and things that have kept us tied to them hostage. Also, obedience with your human nature, even when you don't feel like it. It'll mean doing things even when your own human mind, because our thoughts are different, doesn't generalize or doesn't feel that it's the thing that you should be doing. It will not be easy. I can testify to that, but he promises in his word, I've told you these things in John, in me, you will have peace. But in this world, you'll have trouble, you'll have tribulation, but take heart of overcome the world. So with all things unvisible, faith is the substance of things promised, but not yet visible. There has to be a trust. Sooner or later, we're either going to have to trust in media 
and I'm speaking to people maybe that don't have a at the moment a belief system. We'll either trust media or we'll trust the editing of our experiences or we'll trust the word of a higher power, the word of God. So ultimately, we're putting either our trust in fear or our trust in faith. Both are trusts, but trusts really in the wrong thing. I, I can save you a lot of time. The reason why I do these shows is to highlight what God's done for me and the wisdom I'm applying, what I've actually gained through my journey. It's been a hard journey of cutting. I can save you a lot of time, and it's more effective to learn from others who have walked through a valley than to have to walk through it yourself. And I will tell you this, it's, nothing is by your strength or ability, but it's by God's abilities, making you stronger in your weakness. I've come to terms with that because the harder we push in our human way, we try and change circumstances. We try and make them logical or try and go back and work it in our mind to try and make it different. And the more we push very often, the more exhausted we become, the tighter we become, the more angry we become, and really the more ineffective we become. We just have to come to terms that it's not by our works or anything more that we can do that saves us for our circumstances or makes them better. It's by God's grace working in us that manages to give us those abilities. And that's an area, you know, I struggled in for a long time because I have the education and the PhD and the qualifications. And, and that very often makes us more stubborn. As they say, it's harder to get, uh, you know, a wealthy man to, to, to the kingdom of God than it is a camel through an eye of a needle. And what that really means is when we try and work in our own smarts, we go through really a life of struggling of anger, of, of bitterness, and all kinds of things. So we need to come to terms. It's nothing we can do. When we come to a place of surrender, our knees touch the floor at the same time we touch the sky. So when we minimize, we actually are open to be maximized. In order to get something more working in you, there has to be a surrender. In order for um, a ship, a huge ship, to know that it's an engine, which is a little propeller that's going to propel that ship. That's the only time that ship can move is when that small propeller at the bottom, which is not even a, a, a thousandth of the size of the, of the liner, that controls that whole ship. So what I'm trying to say is we need to minimize in order to maximize. So when it appears in our reasoning that we're losing strength, the control, the control that we elude ourselves to have, because none of us can really control things. We try for many years to control and coerce things, but in practice, we've never really been stronger to withstand storms than when we've allowed the one with all the power to come and work in us. So God knows the storms of death, health, and finances because you know, he sent his son Jesus to the resurrection to overcome those things and in triumph. The whole idea is I have triumphed over adversity. So there is something greater than me that has triumphed over the situation I'm looking at right now. So it's about realizing the greater is he in you that's in the world. So when we move away from wrestling, we can then move into, into the place of improving our walk. So I'm going to spend some time giving you, you may be talking about, is he going to mention retreats? Yes. Let me talk candidly about my retreats, where I could have retreated since 2008. That's about eight years. So I'm going to spend some time really elucidating, being transparent with you as I love you. And I, I just want to be open and transparent. If it were not really for me turning to, to, to God in 2006 to prepare me for the journey that was going to in, in, in follow, 
I probably wouldn't have been here because I, I would have been taken out really by circumstances. They would have been so powerful that I wouldn't have seen a way through. And when we don't see a way through, that's when we turn to all these things. We turn to alcohol, antidepressants, anger, behavior, problems. All of these things is because we're faced really with a wall that we see no end. Just like when you put a dog in a small room and the, the room, let's say, is compressing smaller and smaller and smaller, there'll be helplessness there. So I then found myself in ministry in 2007. But I'm believing that God preordained my journey because at 2006, even though I had been, shall we say, a religious person lighting a candle, the big difference is in 2006, I went on to a personal relationship with God. That is realizing you have my master plan. I'm not trusting the media or my abilities or anger or addictions, any more of these things. I'm actually bringing it to you. This is too much for me to handle. Very simply, you've overcome it. So here it is. I gave him a pile of stuff and said, right. He knew that navigating I would need in the forecoming years because since 2008 have been the most attritious. I went really from being in a, what I thought was a heavenly state. I mean, I had all the trappings of success, but did I know that was set on a foundation of sand? So when something comes to take those away, no matter how large the house, they tumble. He knew the challenges and the seasons that I've been navigating. He knows yours too. In 2006, my father, an extremely handsome dark man, came suddenly down with the disease of Parkinson's. Two years later, traveling many times between Los Angeles and London in that time, I witnessed his astonishingly fast decline. And eventually, two years later, he, he passed away. He went to light on the 13th of December, 2008. So it happened really quickly. So six months later... I'm now back in Los Angeles. I say goodbye to my fiance at that time at six o'clock one morning. I come back by 1 p.m. to find half of my home empty. She'd hired a moving crew and decided to move out without forewarning me. So I then went to God for clarity. And he told me that he'd moved her on so I'd be obedient to avoid the pleasure of the flesh until such time I was married because I was a pastor, actually becoming a pastor about a year later. So I've stayed faithful to that, to his word in obedience and basically avoided completely relationships and women in, in this period of time because I really wanted God's best for me. I knew I'd been rocked by my father, who was my hero, passing away so quickly. And I knew I, part of me was scared to move away from that because I'd been given the strength to speak, to speak in churches about that. An ability to write a book, one of my first books actually was um, mindset to fitness. Another one I've got coming out now is actually at the time of my mother's death, which is with an affiliate of Random House. It's coming out in, a, in August, and that's Get Out of Mind Jail that covers the workings of the mind. So I realized these two retreats to suddenly find my father, I was so close to him, no longer on this planet. And in six months later, my house to be half empty from a woman that I was engaged to. But admittedly, I engaged and not married in, in Christian terms. That's duplicitous. So I knew God moved her out. He was testing me. Were you going to get into another relationship or were you going to wait until the right time? So nothing will take me away from that path. N many temptations, of course, but I have not gone with those because I'm setting. I don't want second best. I've been through too much pain. I want the best. So in 2012... Three years after that, my mother had a tragic crash. 
she fell back down a flight of stairs, cracked her head open, bled for four hours, and it culminated in me arriving in the hospital six days later. She died in my arms as soon as I got into the hospital. Five minutes later, she was gone. So I returned to L.A. after speaking at her life celebration. I actually preached at her funeral. Her life celebration, I'm going to call it, because it really is when we come, become affiliate, accustomed to, or become actually acceptant that there is an end. We realize it's the end of what we can see, but the spirit lives on. The body is just really a case. It's like a box of chocolates. The ch- the, it's what's inside of those things, not the box. So the body's the shell. The spirit lives on. So I went back. Actually, she died in my arms at the, on March the 2nd, 2012. I flew back two weeks later to preach at her life celebration. Following morning was Mother's Day. Everybody was celebrating their mother, and I was front row of Hillsong Church with my friend Pastor Gary Clark celebrating God. And I've always done that. Each time I've been rocked, rather than go to my own way of doing things, which should have been in the anger, in helplessness, all of these things, in our human nature, we do that. And this story is really to help anybody who's in, in these circumstances. You know, this really put me in a place in my life. I was in a long corridor at this time with many doors, some opening to familiar places, some to new places that this point had taken me to because the step we're in right now is the culmination of all the steps we've taken to get us to where we are. So I was really being pushed very hard by my mind, which is the enemy, to retreat back to the things I'd known, to the safety of the old familiar doors. This was a case of no retreat. You may, you may have been at this point. You may be able to relate to this story, or you may be at this point right now. But in raising your awareness that the corridor of many doors will have some leading to nowhere and some to your divine purpose of life is something that will elucidate your mind to think differently. Do not turn back as the best is always in front of you. When we look back to things we've done in sentimentality, we'll get more of what we've had. But to get a new level and a new life and a new quality, we need to move forward, regardless of our outside circumstances. Just like the Apostle Paul, consider it all joy in these challenges, because really I'm trusting God in these challenges. Who are we looking at in these challenges? So what can you do? You may be asking, what can you do to not retreat? And Matthew 8, uh, 8 verse 23 to 27, Jesus calms the storm, And it then goes to say, he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're drowning. They were probably all looking, thinking, what is he sleeping when we're about to get swept away with the waves? They were panicking, panicking in their humanity because they're focused on on the limitation. So really in this storm, who you follow will determine your fear, determine your level. If you follow your head, which is your mind chatter, media, societal conditioning, or your comprehension, you'll be following fear. That's the way of the world because media is selling fear. They're not selling you hope or anything good. They're selling you fear because it's edited out of their own limitations. My, if you follow someone who's fearless, you'll have no fear. So my question to you is that Jesus know that there, were going, there was going to be a storm. He knew there was a storm because he's omniscient, which is all-knowing, omnipotent, he's all-powerful. And he also knows, just as John said, he can overcome it. He wanted his disciples to go through the storm 
so they can become strong and strengthen their faith and also increase in wisdom and ability to, to be tested in the future and overcome future tests. That's why God gives us circumstances, permits circumstances to build faith. You cannot build something that's strong without knowing it's tested. Everything has to be tested. Steel is tested. Glass is tested. They're all marked. It's been tested to a certain quality. So pain translates to your purpose. So it's 365 times the Bible says no fear. So no retreat means do not go back. That's why the Red Sea opened to go to the promised land, because God knows in our humanity we retreat back to safety. We're fearful because we're limited in vision. We don't see the start, the middle, and the end. We're not the Alpha and the Omega. It's only when we're connected to a relationship with him and we're fully trusting in him that we can get through bereavements and marriages that are going bad and children that are, that are out of their heads. The problem is, we, we, who are we following today? We spend more time following famous people on Twitter and other social media and put little attention to really where we're following our life journey or even the direction that will give you the best results. So we're very, very blasé with our time here on this planet. We, we're putting our focus in all the wrong things, things that will not build you, things really that it's like wasting a journey. And they say the tragedy is not that we die. The tragedy is that it takes us so long to start living. So I really want you to start living, to see that the storm has a purpose. And after every storm, there is a sunrise. There is a greater calm. So fear will cause you to retreat, but faith will cause you to follow your purpose and give you God's best. We can only get more if we have the faith that more is coming. So we need to know our journey is set we need to know the end is already set so that we know that we, we're going to step to something. Just like we go into a movie theater, if we knew there was no ending to the film, we probably wouldn't go into it. So we must remember his thoughts are not our thoughts, neither are his ways our ways. You know, the heavens are higher than earth and so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts are higher than yours. So we need to know there is a higher quality. We always need to be pushing forward and going up through the uncomfortable, through the pain, through the retreats. We're about to begin a break. We're going to recap more about this and we're actually going to a life with no regrets. Most of us live a life, by the time we get to the end of it, we have a, many regrets. And we don't want to do, we want it the best and that, that's what we're scaling. I will talk to you after the break. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. 
Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, good morning again. Welcome again to the third segment, the third and final segment. And as I always say, the final one's the beginning of the next one. The knowledge we assimilate is all in words. It's either in pictures, it's either in writing, or it's in vocal, in audio. So what we take from that and apply it to our lives with the wisdom we gain. So we're looking at the show, No Reserves. We started off by talking about what's all in. It very often means sacrificing the things we think are going to give us the highest dividends for something greater that in the end will pay us the greatest dividend at the end of our lives. We're sowing seeds that will, and that's really at the end of it, the end of the journey is where we want all those seeds. No retreats we looked at. We looked at things in our lives, in other words, circumstances that at that moment in time are higher than our vision, greater than our vision. So we need to change our perspective to look at something higher in the circumstance so our circumstances become tangible tools to become better. Uh, God is the potter, we're the clay, and we should know those things are shaping us for a masterpiece, shaping us for better things. And we can look at no regrets in this segment. This really translates to God does not think or operate the way we do. He knows that being in the middle in the end, he knows all of it. He's not confined to space and time. He actually transcends that and has limit, limitless creativity, limitless possibilities and power. In some things, there may be a likeness to God's thoughts and ours as to the nature of them. In other words, thoughts are both essential uh, as are we within them, unknown until made known, with the key difference that ours are finite and his are infinite. In other words, ours have a limit, his have no limit. Ours are attached objects we can see, objects that we can see. Very often we say we can, we'll see it, believe it when we see it. So that puts a whole limitation on us because greater are things that are unseen. Where I live from a little piece of concrete now is a whole new town with 4,000 very high-priced dwellings with stores. So really out of that small bit of rubble has become this. And very often in our lives, just like a seed is planted, we become from a seed who we are today. So we must break away from the finite and become more. That's what alignment, alignment to God means. I'm breaking away from my human ways, but adopting his spirit ways for my path. So his are not limited, but are in all creation. No regrets. We can look at what does really no regrets mean to you? Many of us live a life that we look back with regrets. The expression of no regrets is neither revolutionary or something that you haven't heard thousands of times before. It's used so much in colloquial language. It stands in the way of outside fluxes of changes in circumstance. What is societally accepted or not, simply put, it never changes. Wavers are look backs in nostalgia. 
when we have no regrets. It stands in the way of your external changes, in the way of changes and fluxes or what is right in society. So that really is no regrets. It's not nostalgic, but rather prefers to focus on the potential of what is always coming, which is always the future step of hope, not the previous step of regret. In short, no regrets is staying with your principal choices and not revisiting that wisdom when circumstances come to change or evolve. Your commitment's unconditional, as God's love for you is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So having regrets can keep you stuck in the vacuum of the past, in the vacuum of the past. And as Philippians tells us, this is a, a great verse. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So we must really look, look to things that are ahead of us, not get sentimental, not get weary, not get tired. There was a list a couple of years ago of the Forbes actually did a list of the 25 greatest areas that we look back on regret. And I'm going to go through some of these working so much at the expense of family and friendships. How do you balance meeting that short-term deadline at work and sitting down for dinner with your family? There's always worries. Will your boss, what will your boss and co-workers think? Is it a big deal if I stay late this one time? But making up never seems to happen. You know, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into years, and then decades. We very often go through our life at the expense of just really spending good time with our family. Number two is standing up to bullies in school and life. Believe it or not, a lot of our biggest regrets in life have to do with the things that have happened to us in grade four or at some earlier age. We never seem to forget or forgive ourselves for not speaking up against our bullies. And by the way, most of us have also met up with a bully in our work life. Maybe he's our boss. Maybe we remember that one time we wish we told him off even if it costs us our job. So we usually take some small solace in hearing that a bully later on made some unfortunate career stumble. So staying, number three, was staying in touch with some good friends from, from your childhood. We more often wonder what it would be like to sit down with them again for a coffee, but very often do not keep in touch with them. And another big one for this modern day is turning off my phone more you know, or leaving your phone at work. Many of us can't get off our phones or our emails. We actually become addicted to them. We sleep with phones next to us. In, in, in many marriages, people talk to me how they have phones right by the bedside. We carry it with us constantly. It's right by us in the shower, just in case we see a new email icon come up. We know we're constantly checking emails and Twitter in the evenings and on weekends. It takes us away from quality time with friends. With, and family. I even see couples in restaurants sitting sideways with a meal and each of them are on their phones. So very often we're being robbed and these are the regrets I'm going through. We're, not, we're going to touch on a few, few more of these. Breaking up with a true love or getting left by them. We're constantly thinking back but really we realize we should be where we are today. Where we are today is where the potential is, where everything is carved out for your life. Worrying about what others thought about me so much. Very often we're more concerned and we, we have regrets about things we could have done or should have done differently. We need to break away from that mindset and learn the wisdom to not make those mistakes again or even go back and apologize. 
not having enough confidence in ourselves, and that's where we get to a place of trying to do things all by ourselves, we may have many, many qualifications. We may have many doctorates, we may have a whole list of things, but there's certain areas in our life, maybe it's fatherhood, maybe it's venturing to some new venture, maybe it's going somewhere and doing something different with your career. All of these things can sometimes reflect in not having confidence because we're relying on ourselves. We need to focus really where we are right now it's God's master plan, and we need to ask him for direction. Living a life that parents would have wanted us to live. So very often we're in careers, we're in careers that have coerced us to stay there, and we live a life that we're really living through other people's lenses, one that we, we can have many regrets. We've done a career that hasn't given happiness, a career that hasn't given joy, and these things become a burden. These becomes a, become a burden in our lives. We need to break free of that. Hebrews 21, this is all going to go on to no regrets. Let us strip the weight that slows us down, especially the things that so easily hinder our progress. All of these things like regrets. So really what this means, Joseph, if you want to finish your race while another forwards, finish your life well, you're going to have to let go of some things that are being weighing you down. You need to simplify to intensify. Let go of the things that have repeatedly discouraged you. If you keep adding appliances, for example, to an outlet, eventually you will overload that outlet. Many of us in our lives, we're adding these regrets and disappointments, just adding, adding, adding all of these things. And very simply, we're overloading where we need to be. Because God says, do not cast anxiety on yourselves. Give it to me. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is weak. So we need to not carry the load of things that have gone wrong, of things that may have failed or could have been different. Those ultimately are not important. What is really important is following out your plan from now forward. So really we need to, if you look at our schedule, very often we get overburdened. We keep adding things to our schedule and we realize there's only so much time in the day. It's ultimately how we apportion our time. We can become tired and discouraged simply just, just doing too much. You know, weights, weights can be in any area of our life that can become a distraction or keeping you away really from your goal. It can be a relationship. It could be a job, a sport. You need to learn to say no to grow. And I'll repeat that again. You need to say no to grow because very simply doing more will not necessarily make you grow. It may make you efficient, but not effective. You know, it could be memories that keep you stuck in the past. You know, you can't live in the past to get to your best future. Those memories were part of your past, but they're not your purpose. Your purpose isn't the past. It's actually to use all of that to gain the wisdom so you can get to become sharper and better in, in achieving your purpose. So ask yourself, what I ask you today is what are the weights you need to lay down? What are the changes you need to make for, you know, for a better life? Certain things that are, that are keeping us held down are things we've done repeatedly on a cyclical basis. To gain an awareness of those things, you can move forward unstuck and unburdened, unstuck and unburdened without worrying about thoughts, about worrying about things that have gone wrong or failures and disappointments, but really breaking free of that 
conditioned mind, baking through the conditioned mind and getting in in alignment with your plan and purpose to realize that where you are now is all we have. But with that, all we have is a mandate to get much more, is to go forward. And very often, it takes, you know, 40 years to do a seven-mile journey because it is in our human nature. We get discouraged, so we push back. We start to analyze. We start to think what's not logical. But when we break away from that and use the circumstances as a tool to grow, we're always moving forward. Myself, I'm in a self-finance ministry because I'm pressing forward for the greater goal, trying to become a more effective tool for God, but for people. Effective tool for the kingdom means shining light where there is darkness, where there is alcohol addictions, whether families are falling apart because of anger or things that have gone wrong. Resentment is the number one thing, unforgiveness and resentment. And that's all based upon past interpretations of failed expectations. But when we realize that we shouldn't be expecting from people because they're all on their own individual journey, we will rid ourselves of those burdens that will create regrets. Nothing should be a regret because where you are is where you're supposed to be. You're divinely aligned to be exactly where you are. I have no regrets. No regrets. My mother died in my arms or my father passed away because it's a tool. Yes, was it hard? Would I want to go through it again? No, but it's a tool that I'm using to do what I'm doing now, which is my purpose. So I'm going to leave you with some takeouts. We've said a lot this time, this hour. Your life this week. In our human nature, our default mode tends to play it safe, staying with things we're familiar with or comfortable with. We tend, as I say, to retreat when times are hard. We look back over time. We have many regrets. How will you live your life this week? So live your life this week with no reserves. Do not hold back this week. Whatever it is or whatever you're facing, do not let it stumble you and fall back. Face it and go for it. As far as no retreats goes, do not always choose the easy path this week. There are times when God's will is not easy. Go forward in what God is leading you to do in life, whatever circumstance, whatever area. Do not turn back. Go forward with it. Go forward knowing God's there. In terms of no regrets, do not live cautiously this week. When this week is over, have no regrets. Live it to the full. Live life to the fullest. Choose only God's will this week. Say to yourself each day, what if this were my last day? The last is coming, and it might even be today. I'm keeping this all the way real. Live a life this week with no reserves, no retreats, no regrets. I love you much. It's been great talking to you, and I look forward to the next time. Have yourself a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.